morning to everybody listening out there today or watching, if you are. I am truly privileged to have a conversation today to the amazing Kate Christensen, uh, a lady I have known for quite a few years now and continue to enjoy her wisdom and her conversation in all the spaces that she chooses to play, and they could be many and varied. Um, so good morning, Kate. Andrew. How are you? I'm awesome, thank you. Good. Um, excellent. I'll take awesome. I'll leave it at the first one. Um, <laughs> just as an intro, Kate uh, is a curly thinker. Um, and for those of you who are on video, you can also see the wonderful curly locks as well. No pun intended there much. Um, but she spent 30 years navigating complexity for a living. She shows ambitious leaders and teams how to use their head in disrupted environments. Uh, so they can ask bigger questions, take braver steps, and deliver better results. <laughs> my favourite word, better. One of my favourite better words. Better or better So that's um, yeah. So my my take on all of that, and I agree with all those words. And I think one of the things I, I see Kate do is a fantastic listener and great with providing conversation and feedback and expertise and wisdom into situations that. Uh, Others may be less comfortable with. So, um, again, lovely to have you here to have a conversation, Kate. Thanks, My question that I begin with everybody to the heart of this, you know, the podcast is called Better People, Better Business. Uh, for a curly thinker who loves better, I'm just curious, what does that frame mean to you when you hear it? Well, better people, better business. How do you hear that? What do you see inside of that? I think... One of the things that I love about that is that the better people is at the front mm. um, because in my experience um, coming from a coming from a background probably until about eight years ago, I was you know a leader in corporate uh, delivering delivering good things and and doing big things which which was exciting. but one of the the things that one of the reasons that I do what I do is that I believe that particularly in disrupted environments, we can often lose sight of the people element and yet it's the people element and take mm. care of the people and the disruption becomes less disruptive. Mm. And uh, when I look at things, so I, I do quite a lot of work in, in complex problem solving using curly thinking and one of the things that kind of drove me to come up with curly thinking is that many of the problem-solving approaches or traditional problem-solving approaches are process-centric, they're not people-centric, mm. and mm. they ignore the human element that plays out when we find that what we expected to be happening, it doesn't happen. And but if you can relate to the the people element, then then the process often takes care of itself. And and in disrupted environments, I believe the process kind of becomes irrelevant because mm. the process is based on on the static environment. It's not based on disruption. So yeah, lucky we don't have any disrupted environments right now. Yeah, um, yeah. Thank lucky, goodness. Yeah, Thank lucky goodness. It's, it's all planned sailing. Yeah, absolutely. It's just. Normal in the last few years, gosh, you know, who yeah, could have thought of a easy, more boring time? Yeah, boring piece of time in history, you know. Uh, <laughs> so, so inside of that, um, and talking about disruption, uh, again, just so everyone knows, none of this is prescripted. So sometimes I put people on the spot. 
maybe this as well at moments. But when you talk about disruption, <laughs> this is what where is, I start shaking your mushrooms. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm, I'm I'm also really curious around what when you talk about disruptive environments or disruption, what does that mean to you? Like for people sitting out there going, okay, Kate works inside this space around disruption. How do I under? Because um, am I in part of that? Am I in that? Or how do yeah, I understand that's, that that's, world? That's a really good question, Andrew. <laughs> Hang on, let me just think about it. All right, okay. So one of the things that I, one of the the biggest challenges and I think um, one of the things that makes disruption harder than it needs to be is mm. that we think about, we talk about disrupted environments, like our mm. environment is disrupted, and I talk about that a lot. Mm. Um, but when it comes to disruption, the thing that dis is disrupted, yeah, okay, there might be an event, there might be a change in our environment, but the disruption actually happens in our head. Mm. It's, the, it's the what happens to our disrupted expectations, mm. um, our disrupted values, our disrupted plans, um, our disrupted aspirations. When, when I talk about disruption, I'm talking about Yes, there's something has happened around you, but actually the way if you try and focus on the complexity that's happening around you, that's how you feel overwhelmed or that's why you feel overwhelmed mm -hmm. because it means that we try to understand something that cannot be understood. You cannot understand the kind of environment that we're working in now. Mm -hmm. So the alternative is to understand what is the disruption that happens between our ears? Mm. And how do I understand that, interpret that, and then work my way through it in, in some kind of structured way? So mm. That's really powerful. So you, great answer. Um, <laughs> and and the, the, the metaphor, the picture that um, pops into my head as you're talking about that, uh, the difference between what's going on out there, which largely we have little influence over, yeah. Macro, macro well, pretty yeah. much no influence. Yeah. Micro in our little, little, little world, still we have some control, but even that's yeah. a little bit elusive at times. Um, but this, I guess the, the next piece I was going to think when you're talking about it was it's like the Jaws movie. Um, and the reason why that scene where Jaws is racing in is so impactful isn't a picture of a shark. It's the music. You know, da 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 Yeah. It's 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 the other stuff, and what yeah, is happening it's in that here? Feeling, and it's all from this thing going. Ooh, yeah. Uh, and the thing yeah. sort of hearing in your conversation that, you know, if we played if we played uh, I don't know, dance of the sugar plum fairies during the Jaws scene, it would be a yeah. fabulous, impactful thing. Yes. So how do we work with this thing, so that whatever is the Jaws <laughs> extreme comment, but Jaws yeah. are swimming around there. But we're yeah. listening to sugar plum fairies, it becomes less impactful. Yeah. And and when when you start to think of disruption as being between your ears and, mm. and being what's happening in our heads, mm. it simply by making that transition and going, okay, actually it's something in my head, therefore I can control it. I I yes, it it I still feel it, it still has an impact on me but it's something I can understand. In fact, I am the only one who can understand it mm. <laughs> because it's my head, nobody else's. And yep. 
the um, the other thing that I think um, we make disruption harder than it needs to be or the experience of disruption harder than it needs to be is that we we treat it like a black box. Uh, you know, a, a black box that in black box testing in, in IT or systems testing, they you, you put an input into some program and then you look at the output that comes out at the end and you say, well, is that what we expected or not expected? You don't look in the black box to see what happened to get that output. Mm. Often when we talk about disruption or complexity or uncertainty, all of these things, but particularly disruption, we treat it as though it cannot be understood. Mm. And if you start to flip it to go, okay, I can understand disruption, I can understand what, what's actually happening in my head when I experience disruption and how can I navigate it in a way that makes sense to me, not that I, not that I have the full path ahead of me, but I can move forward, mm. then you start to really feel Oh, right, okay. I still feel disrupted, but I feel less um, freaked out and more focused. Mm. And once we get focused, we can start to use our brain. Mm. Um, if you can't focus and you're into this discombobulated state, then your brain is it's a magnificent beast, but it can't help you if you can't go, right, what am I doing? And that's that's a skill, but you've got to know how to do it. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's really good. And it's, um, yeah, that's some wisdom it's there. It's Yeah. Oh, good. There's some wisdom there for people to hit the 30-second uh, rewind and have a listen again. And, and it is this, no one's, we're not going to discount that disruption is happening out there when I look outside. There's disruption. It absolutely is. Mm. And it will continue to happen. Um, yeah. Change is happening and will continue to happen. Things yeah. will upset our world or make it better, whichever way or both, but it's both a disruption and yeah. not discounting any of that being true. Yeah. As you're saying, the, the opportunity, though, is to, to be able to work with, so how do I manage that? What do I think about that? What does that mean to yeah. me? And, yeah. you know, we see people and, it's, and there's a piece here I think I need to call out too. It's not about being deluded. It's all going to no, be better. It's all going to no. be better. It's all going to be better. No, 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 stop. Yeah. Stuff, stuff's going on. Yeah. How are you going to choose to react to it? Um, and as you said, clearing away the noise, clearing away this clutter and just being able to think about it in a way that is useful and meaningful. Yeah. Really powerful. And, and I think one of the challenges that we've had, and, and again, it's, uh, you know, the reason I came up, <laughs> the reason I came up with the phrase curly thinking, apart from the fact that I do happen to have curly hair, <laughs> that's useful, but it's not the real reason, um, is, is that in my view, we haven't had um, a way to engage with disruption in a, in a useful way. And part of the reason for that is that you kind of uh, you kind of need to have, in my view, you kind of need to have lived and breathed it to mm. know it, have to experience it time and time and time again to go, ah, that's interesting. There's some patterns that are happening here. Mm. So 
And when you've done it often enough, you can say, okay, when a disruption happens, actually these things happen. There is a sequence that goes with it. And if you can know where you are in that, what I call a moment, if you know where you are in that moment, you can kind of go, oh, actually, I know where I am. I know what to expect when I'm here. And I know where I need to go next. And just that little, those little things are, um, help to bring the stress down. Um, and, and to, just, sorry. Please. I was, I've been reflecting because um, I, I had someone say to me, you know, Kate, you talk about, you're talking about disruption and things. Does that mean you never get disrupted? <laughs> yes, yes. No, look, yeah. you know, I'm like the swan on the pond. <laughs> but um, just this morning, so I have a, I have a, an experience at the moment, um, Andrew, you and I were talking about this uh, before we, we started this discussion around uh, next book, door but one to us is building mm-hmm. a new house. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm, this, the, the plans for this house went in about four years ago and it was a big house. Mm. And we don't live, we live in an area, I live in an inner city suburb. So small blocks and this is a big house. <laughs> and what I've been reflecting on just over the last few days is, A, I don't know what the plan is. I don't know mm. where this house is going. I don't know how high up it is. And just as I was coming into my office this morning, I noticed that there's a new level on it that I didn't wasn't expecting. Mm. And so I think the key thing is, and and this is stressful, right? So I'm reflecting on how the disruption is impacting me. And one of the, I guess, insights I've learned about myself through this process is that it's the it's my expectation and that uncertainty that often we think about it as being uncertainty is one thing. X happens and, oh, that creates uncertainty. But the reality is in our, in our lives or in the workplace um, as humans, it's not one thing. So I had, when the second story went on, I'd gone, all right, okay, there's the second story. I can adjust to that. I can adjust to that. I'll adjust my expectations. I'll smooth out my expectations. But then when the next level goes on, then it happens again. So in workplaces, um, as leaders and and people in workplaces, what we're dealing with is is the multiple effects of this, I've adjusted, gosh, uncertainty, I don't know what's going to happen. I've adjusted Mm -hmm. uncertainty, what's going to happen. And it it creates... um, a friction that you kind of just need to go, oh, right, mm-hmm. now what do I do? Um, yeah. So, so in, in the answer to the, the person that said, Kate, do you feel, you know, do you ever get disrupted? I'm thinking, holy moly, yeah. um, this is from the experience of disruption is where I, um, where curly thinking comes from. That's where the, that's where the gift Appears and arrives, and uh, and once you've hit that six-story house, two doors up. Yes, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I'm cool as a cucumber. <laughs> yeah, another level. Holy smokes! Um, yeah. So with that, 
conversation and, and I, a lot of some of the people who listen, um, actually a lot of them come from leadership roles in organizations or their own business. And, um, the, you know, this whole better people, better business frame, um, I, I guess the, the question I've got is that that's really powerful and insightful. So if I'm, if I'm trying to do people better, um, because I, I believe that there's a linkage there that, that, that people better means business better. Yeah. Um, how how can I apply some of the thinking stuff here around the people stuff? Mm. Um, how do I think through that? Um, yeah. How do I prepare for that? Yeah. I think um, two things, and as a Kelly thinker, I revert, reserve the right to Add cover five. more than two things as <laughs> <Yes>. I can. <laughs> So I shall start appearing as though I have a plan <laughs> and then I shall go off wherever yes. my brain takes me. Please, please. But um, having just disrupted myself and gone, what were we talking about? Oh, yes, <laughs> people in leadership. So um, one of the things I talk a lot about and I think of being, goes pretty much through everything, is around questions and not just any old questions, is asking questions that make you think. Mm. And so asking questions of yourself, if you're a leader, asking questions of yourself that gets your thinking to go outside your comfort zone, but at the same time um, asking questions of your teams, asking what they think, asking where they see this going, as opposed to, I think, as leaders, we can often feel like we need to come in with all the answers. Mm. Um, and that's not, not only is that a real pressure for us as leaders, um, and in some ways our teams, are we're all trained to look to the leader to say, well, give me the answer. But in when you're in a disrupted environment, there are less answers. Mm. So it's much more empowering for you as a leader to ask the right question or just to ask questions mm -hmm. and be comfortable saying, actually, I don't know. I don't know what's going on here. I don't know where we are. What do you think? Mm -hmm. um, I, I, the, the second thing around questions um, is that I believe that many people underestimate the value of and the power of a question. So if, um, let me think. So, Andrew, if I asked you, um, what did you do yesterday? So in asking you, what did you do yesterday, I've got your brain cells to suddenly focus in on something in an instant, like in a yep. like less than a second. Yep. And when you do that in a team, if you ask a team a question that is a question to help move people forward, then we talk a lot as leaders about alignment. Mm. Questions create alignment in a, less than a second because yes. everybody is thinking about the same thing at the same time. And if they're having a conversation, even if it's a tiny, tiny question, having a conversation about the answer to just a little question, they come together in that moment. Yep. Um, 
So, so that'd be that'd be another thing. Um, mm. the, the third thing that wasn't on the agenda because it has to be a third thing at least because there is always a third thing um, is that I I talk a lot um, in curly thinking I talk a lot about which side of the mountain are people on because often disruption feels like you're trying to get over a mountain mm. and for leaders and recognizing. Um, humans, people, whether they're leaders or whether they're team members, whatever, they're still people, is that when there is disruption, because it happens in our head, the the external thing is just the trigger. Because it happens in our head, it means that usually everybody is in a different place on the mountain. Mm. And when we're leaders, we can want everybody to be where we are on the mountain. And recognizing that sometimes we might be on the on the sunny side of the mountain, but other people are on the darker side. And the only way to get everybody over the mountain is to go to the side that they're on. Mm. And um, yeah, so that, that's my that's my third off agenda item. Not, not, not four. You don't want to go four. <laughs> I might. But... Yeah, we'll reserve. We'll hang on to that reservation. I'll hang on to that one. <laughs> yeah, and it's it's so it's interesting when we even talk about leading um, and and using that metaphor of the mountain and where people are either side or all over it. Yes, um, I think the other assumption that a lot of people put on themselves uh, is as leaders they say, "Well, if I'm the leader, I need to be out the front because yes. that's what leaders do." Yes, um, I don't know. I, I have a view, but I'm also happy to hear your thoughts around that because. That kind of language always makes me um, much more curious around what people have seen, heard, or believe around what leading means. Yeah, it, it's interesting. Um, I think there's an assumption there that being out the front is possible. <laughs> so, um, and and I think again, it comes the difference between um, static environments versus dynamic environments. In a static environment, being out the front is is more possible because the road it's the road well travelled, right? So you can see the road, you can be out front, you can go a hundred meters down the road because there is a road. Mm. It's much less easy. Um, I would argue impossible <laughs> to be out the front in a highly disrupted environment because that's like hacking through the Amazon. Mm. Um, <clears throat> and one person hacking through the Amazon versus multiple people hacking to create a path is um, is the only way it can be done. If you think about what a disrupted environment is and by definition, there is no path. <laughs> mm. So you can't be out the front. Therefore, you have to change the, the way your, your leadership is. And what, mm. what are your thoughts? Yeah, so it's, that's a good metaphor around the Amazonian cutting a path through the jungle. Sorry for our tree-loving folk. It's just a, just yes. a metaphor. Um, <laughs> oh, gosh, yes. <laughs> but uh, I, I think, so. yes, so using that metaphor, um, and if disruption is active, and I, I kind of think there's almost this conversation that I, I need to acknowledge is and call out is uh, if you don't have disruption, you're probably not looking real hard um, yes. because most people, general broad generalization here, have a level of disruption in their life. 
That's if you work with people, if you do stuff, if you have family, if you have community, if you live in like maybe the monk on the hill uh, has less disruption. Um, maybe it's about any person. So I think it's really important. I think it's really important for people to to kind of say it's okay. You're not alone. Pretty much everyone else is, even if they're throwing their great LinkedIn. Instagram, whatever other nonsense, and saying how perfect life is, it isn't. Yes. Uh, doesn't mean you can't be grateful for it, but it isn't. It's disrupted. It's just yes. everywhere, um, which is why I love the whole ideology around the, how you acknowledge it and how you talk to it and how you embrace it and how you kind of have this frame around curly because if people aren't dealing with a couple of curly things, to use the, the, yeah. the way it's meant, then it, I would suspect, it, again, you're probably missing a few things. Because yeah. curly stuff's always going on. It's always there. And we have beautiful and runs where it appears less curly. Yes. But it's still curly. Yeah. The leadership piece to me, that again, is one of those paradigms that I love to challenge uh, in a useful way is because we do have this story about leading always need to be in the front. Yeah. And leadership is about where you need to be to lead best to me. Um, yeah. And there are yeah, times when beside or behind are more important than being in front. If we need to use positional conversation, you know, there are times when, um, let's, let's talk about different analogies. The sports coach isn't on the field. He yeah. he or she is sitting in a box, sitting on the bench, whatever it might be, and they're directing. Mm. Yeah. Uh, there are absolutely times where, you know, the leader, like a mountain hiking or mountain climb, people go, the leader's at the front. Well, no, usually the Sherpas are characters who are leading the front that, and the, yeah. the, the person who's, leading is amongst the middle um, yeah. and there are also times when the person needs to be up front saying come on follow me this is the way and yeah. to your metaphor you, you have to be conscious of just how far that is because it's a, a, a seriously disrupted space the amazon is growing right behind wherever you've just cut yeah. so if you're hacking away and you're 200 500 meters ahead in a seriously thick environment people may lose the trail yeah. So it's that, yeah. for me, leadership's all about understanding what's being called for mm. positionally, if we need to use that, and how connected or close you are so that people don't lose sight of what is being led and the leader themselves. Yeah, um, yeah. That's, and, that's my thought. And underlying that, and I, I guess coming back to that, that um, I guess the mindset behind the power of questions like that that the willingness as a leader to to acknowledge that you don't have all the answers mm. and in when you when especially uh, I work a lot with um, technical experts engineers mm-hmm. now engineers that follow the laws of physics and um, we talk curly <laughs> curly conversations and one of the things, that they find um, useful is that sometimes sometimes they're talking about something that they've done over and over again and it warrants a straightforward, straight down the line, A to B conversation because it's working, they've done it before, yeah, they might need to tweak it, but they know 99% of what is in that conversation. Yep. Um, what they find useful with the curly thinking approach is that it gives them a trigger to change the conversation and to go actually where when, oh, I think we're having, isn't this a bit of a curly conversation? So 
then they go, right, I'll hang on, I'll just switch, turn down my engineering A to B logic and go, right, well, what's the question that we need to answer? Mm. Like it's just a, a shift in thinking. And it, as a leader and when you, you have a team, the ability to do that is invaluable because if, as the leader, I might go, um, hey, you know, I think this is a curly conversation. We need, to, we need to switch our approach. If your team don't have that language, if they aren't aware of when a curly conversation is needed or curly thinking is needed, Sometimes your team can be heading A to B. You're the leader trying to say, yeah, well, hey, I think we need to think about this differently, but your team's run off because mm. they think we're just going with the status quo. That's what how this works. Mm. Um, yeah. It's interesting, the, um, just as you were talking there, the, the other picture that is being painted in my mind is uh, Often, so we talk about better people, better business, and it's a, there's a collectivism in here that is deliberate. Uh, yes. One of the things we regularly talk about with people in the who, you know coming in the podcast is this idea that business business isn't anything <laughs> apart from being a paper. A business is a bunch of people. Like if you yeah. if you try to create a conversation beyond the people that create the business, it's pretty shallow. You know, brand and stuff. Yeah, all of that, all of that is done or undone. With the people that are in it, you mm. know the, the, how the mighty have fallen. It's about people. How the how the amazing rise. It's about the people um, yeah. and how they think and what they do and how they show up. But one of the things when you talk about that whole, you know, an individual, there are some people out there, um, and I, I'm I'm one of them who has a certain like. My challenge is I I am I love wondering, and I don't mean. I'd leave it like actually going, I wonder, you know, that yeah. create, to, to use the word that stuck over your uh, left shoulder there, that creative space, um, you know, yeah. this creates thing where I go, oh, you know, oh, I wonder, how could we do that differently? Yeah. Um, I need people around me who go, well, that's nice, but let's bring it back. Um, yes. so, so similarly with some of the engineering folk, because, uh, again, I know and love them as well, having grown up a bit more around that world, um, they are far more mechanical in their thinking. Yeah. Now, they can le absolutely learn what you're talking to. The, the thing I think I see you doing is you're helping people learn skills around how to explore that further. And a part of it is as a team, as a leader kind of going, oh, gee, I need to, oof, um, who do I talk to to help me go there? <laughs> because sometimes you can't get there by yourself. Yes. Um, and, and that's the beauty of a team and a business and an organisation of folk. You know you, you, that curly thinking process. Sometimes yeah. part of that, well, I'm assuming, and testing will be, you know, Mary actually she thinks on thinks out of the box a wee bit. Um, I kind of need to go and have a chat with Mary and with Bob and with Margaret. Yeah. Um, yeah. And alternatively, Andrew, who's far too much out of the box, when he needs to come back in the box, needs to go and talk to whoever is in his world, Louise and Chris and yeah. others who, in my world, who make me go, oh, okay, back in the box in a good way. Um, yeah. So there's a power of the whole as well, I'm assuming, with the curly thinking, it's not just one person. No. <laughs> yeah, and and um, we were talking about um, the the great podcast that you did with Callum, mm. Callum and Curdy, and talking about Hello, diversity. Callum. 
Hello, Callum. We love you. Um, but talking about the power of diversity and yeah. uh, one of the things that, um, so neurodiversity particularly, yeah, and one of, the, one of the challenges I think um, that businesses have and teams and leaders have is there's an emotional commitment. Yes, we need to value diversity. Conceptually, I get valuing diversity, whether, as you say, like neuro, um, gender, you know, name it any, on any level. The challenge is that from a, a thinking perspective, especially when you're in disruption, but other times as well, that different styles of thinking are really powerful at different points in a conversation. And, you know, I think De Bono's thinking hats. This is probably the closest that I've seen where someone has, has got to this point of different perspectives at different times. What curly thinking does or the, or the if you get into the framework that sits underneath it as a skill is that it says, if you think, again, framework of a mountain, that there are times on the mountain when you need the Andrew Deerings. And as a team and people that think in Andrew's style of thinking and what the rest of the team needs to do is to recognise that we are here, which means the people who can shine are the Andrew Deerings in this space because this is their superpower. Mm -hmm. And then you get to another part on the mountain, you move through the mountain and you get to another part and sometimes then you need somebody else whose superpower is, is appropriate and supportive of where you are in your conversation. Yep. Because if you can do that as a leader, and then you get beyond the leader, you can do that as a team, what you get is a supercharged team because everybody knows this is my superpower, I am going to step into this. Mm. And the people who don't, who are more A to B thinking or, or for goodness sake, can we stop thinking and get the action happening, <laughs> right? Those people, you need those people to get, to go from this conceptual stuff to something you can deliver and implement and get a result. But, but you need those people to relax and go, okay, this is where we are. I recognise we're going to get to the bit where we talk about the action bit. And I'm going to be, that's my superpower and I'm going to play there. But mm. for now, I'm going to let Andrew talk and I'm going to listen to his perspective and therefore we will capture that at each point. Does that make, does that make sense? Yeah, it does. It's um, absolutely. And I am, I am the first person to say that uh, I, I need different. I don't want to work with me. I would be a pain in the neck. Uh but, I, but beyond that, I also know there are people who, like how I think, I need other people who do think a little differently mm. to make the work we can do collectively so much better. Yes. You know, um, and that is, and I also need to acknowledge them. And the yeah. business will only be better when I, part of my work is to acknowledge the differences that are there and celebrate them yeah. um, and use them uh, so that people are getting better and you're sharpening up the skills of the people who you're working with and mm. you're sharpening up collectively around how you do work. Um, yeah. Really yeah. powerful. Um, yeah. So so with 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 organisations, we're talking to people kind of going, look, 
I get that. How do I work out who's who in the zoo in the team that I'm sitting in? How do we get there? Like I've got some, you know, we've, I think I can kind of see that Mary's a bit different from Bob's, a bit different from Margaret, but is there any ways to get to understanding that better? That's a really good question. So, uh, so how do you, how do you work? Like I've got five people in my team. Say, so how do I work out where they are and where, what their superpower is and when mm. they can step into their own? Is that kind mm. of where you're coming from? Yeah, even just yeah. and just forming that awareness of each other. Yeah. You know, unlock unlocking yeah. the potential, I suppose, is the word. Because yeah. we're never going to get a better, we're never going to make people better and get the business better, or vice versa, yeah. and have the better business through better people without unlocking the potential inside. Yeah. Yeah. I think one of the things, well, it will always come back to questions, right? <laughs> just let me just position it. Hmm. But and 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 asking questions. How, one of one of the ways that I do it, and the the some of the leaders that I work with do it, is often we're so focused on doing the task, or or getting a task done, and having a conversation that is around a task, yep. that we kind of get into the what do we need to do, how are we going to do it, who's going to do it, when's it going to be done by, right, done, action, gone. A different way or an additional way to do that is to have gone through that process for anything. It could be the smallest thing. Mm. And then you get to the end of the conversation and go, okay, I just want to pause for a minute. What were we thinking? What were each of you thinking as we went through that process? Mm. Which parts of that were you pleased to get to and which parts did you feel that it might have run away with you or mm. like it was going too fast. Did it, did it go too fast or too slow? Like it, you can have all sorts of conversations encouraging people to reflect on themselves to, to like it's, a, um, I guess, metacognition it's, it's called. It's the, the ability to think about your thinking. So that bringing that into a conversation with a team can be really useful. Um, another thing is one of the things is to know how you are, how you think to start with, because that will always be creating your lens through which you look at everybody else's thinking. Mm. So, um, for example, if, if you are someone that in a meeting just wishes that people would get to the point so we could move on, (laughs) or um, is listening to to John over there, who, who seems to be repeating himself multiple times and saying the same thing again and again, um, and just get on with it. Then that tells you something about the way that you think, and as much as it does about the way that John thinks. So, if people take a while to get to a point, then the chances are that they are thinking and speaking at the same time. And as a lifelong curly thinker, I I can tell that the reason that I do that is because 
unlike people who think a little bit differently to me, my thoughts aren't like a bunch of people getting off a bus, right? Mm. It's not that I've lined them all up in my head waiting to get off the bus and when you get off the bus, they come out into the world. My thoughts are like a crowd rushing at a door. (laughs) (laughs) And therefore, the things that come out aren't always necessarily connected and they might divert and things like that. So as a leader, being aware and being curious and listening not just to what people say but how are they saying it will give you an insight to, if you think of a continuum, are they on the, and this is this is a dangerous thing to do because, you know, boxes are not useful. Yes, so handle with care, everybody. Just, it's just yeah, um, handle with this care. This is nothing more than an example. Labels on people. Correct. Are, I, are you, the leader, more on the A to B, straightforward, this is really logical, here's where we go? perspective um are are you more on the the further side which is the more chaotic thinking Mm. now in my world (laughs) curly thinking is how you get um help people who are more a to b logically oriented to be more creative Mm. curious and curly thinking on this side is how you get people who are verbally thinking all the time to be more structured in their thinking so that you can get people who are wherever they are on this spectrum of of way of thinking and way of decision-making and communicating to align so they can have a conversation and get stuff done. Mm. Mm, It's good. And I, I'm thinking about a little chain here in my head. It's, um, you know, knowing knowing self always, you know, Tamatnoski, always know thyself. Important place to begin and end. And then as a first start, second part, know what's around you, the team, understand yeah. them. And and I will also add a bit there, like the stuff that Kate just talked about, absolutely gold. You know, ask questions, create create time to do it. Like yeah. businesses are so busy rushing around doing stuff that they don't take yes. time to do it to do people. Um, yeah. And it's important. Um, and if you need help with that, obviously there's people like Kate who can come and help. Um, there's also a bunch of different tools that are out there, the Myers Briggses and the Working Geniuses and the, the Strengths and all that sort of stuff, which will also help if you're really kind of going, I don't know where I am or who I am. There's yeah. stuff out there to yeah. go and do. Um, yeah. But once you do that, once you understand that, and once you're having some conversations, um, it's all about what I just heard you there. It's all about setting some common language, some common space yes. where yeah. you can meet. So it's not <laughs> chips in the night isn't happening. It's about having that yeah. meeting and being able to understand each other yeah. sufficiently that because if you don't, better business, better people. Look, maybe <sighs> this one, you go, you you go on there like it's. Yeah. If you're doing this and you're having those pieces, the opportunity to understand better just mm. goes up manifold, ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. Not, you know, the percentage of chance just through the roof. Yeah, and and I I, I love this this point that you're making about this is that yeah, sorry sorry for everybody when I was doing my hands. Yeah, <laughs> top, yes. one of the top ones. Andrew's about, moving his hands yes. in a kind of um, <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> not, not connecting in a way that top, suggests. 
missing Correct. everybody missing yeah. each other. The ships uh, in the night story. Ships in the night story. I think yeah. one of the things that I'd add to that, and it's um, uh, this this where we get stuck, and um, I can't remember if I mentioned it, but the where we get stuck is that in a disrupted environment, like in a in a smooth sailing static environment, getting alignment is not always easy mm. in itself because we're talking people, we're talking mm. humans and, and all of the things that come with that. But in a disrupted environment, you are even more likely to be missing each other and, and that those ships zooming past each other yep. in the night. Absolutely. Because the things that used to keep you together become disrupted mm. and therefore you need to find new things and all of the things that you're talking about um, uh, become even more important. Making the time becomes even more important because you don't have your foundations that you used to have. Well, you don't, and let's, let's call it out, things like um, the flexible working arrangements that people have, the fact that there's sort of some folk are way less in the office than they ever used to be yes. pre-COVID, like yes. that type of stuff where you had the water cooler chat, you had the let's go grab a cup of coffee, you had the do you want to go and grab some lunch, you had all those things, which mm. were the was some of the glue that helped people yes. work with each other. Yeah. A lot of that's exited. Um, yes. We now need to be, and we kind of, you know, there's this other adage around, well, people are way more productive now and that, you know, Maybe I'm not going to go to that, but the piece that I do know is that without those incidentals or non-deliberates, we yes. have to be deliberate. Yes. We have to have times to connect, and I'm not yes. one for saying more meetings, please, but I am yeah. saying more connection, please. Yes. What What does that yes. mean for you? Because yeah. to get to the place of curly thinking, curly thinking, my assumption and everything I've heard you talk to. Curly thinking can't you can't get to that place if you have no connection, no common no. ground, no shared yeah. shared agenda, no direction. Yeah. Like it's you can be as you can be individually as think curly, like thinking at curly space as much as you want. Yes. Better people, better business, the collectivism there needs yes. that, needs to join, needs the needs the community, needs the tribe, needs the whatever. Yeah. And and I'd even add to that is that the way that curly thinking that like if I had to if I had to capture it in a nutshell, <laughs> the mm. way that curly thinking works is it creates a bridge between what you know and what you don't, and mm. it enables you to go outside to find new answers, and then find a way back so you can implement them. Mm. And while I would argue that. Going through, let, let take the the challenge of, of workplace changes and different ways of working and all of those sorts of things. I'd actually argue that curly thinking and curly conversations is a mechanism through which you can create those connections. And the challenge yeah. that um, the challenge that I find some leaders uh, encounter. And, and this, this, is, this is tough stuff, right? Mm. Uh, it's not simple. But the challenge is that sometimes when we try to have conversations, we try to have them too early. We, are, we, we need to have a, an earlier conversation. I, um, you need to start sooner in the conversation, work your way down, back down the mountain to mm. start with people 
and have a small curly conversation there and get some, some alignment in terms of that chunking. Um, often people try to say, okay, well, right, we're going to do everything differently. Let's have a really big conversation. And people go, oh, gee, I don't want to go there. Um, so, yep. yeah. And, it, and part of that is, um, won't go down the rabbit hole too far today, but part of that is to use a common term these days, the Amy um, brain's not working, but psychological safety. Yeah, you know, Amy but, Silver does some great work. Yeah, yeah, Amy Silver does, and I was thinking the, yes, but yes, the other Amy as well. Brain's oh, working. yeah. Um, oh, but, yes, yeah. Um, it's just not there today. Uh, but it is that piece going back down the mountain allows some safety in conversation because yeah. if you are going somewhere a little different and a little new, um, people will take a little bit of time to get used to that. Um, some stuff you'll crash you a wee bit, but most stuff will just take people a bit of time. and That's okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. Be generous and be gentle in that moment. It's really yeah. important. Um, yeah. you know, take, take a kind approach to how collectively you go. And I will say some of my team do listen to this podcast and I'll probably be chuckling at the moment going, Gosh, I hope Andrew had that bit. Because um, I am I am known to be going, right, let's change everything, you know. Like, yeah. Just slow down. Let's <laughs> just slow down. Okay, no worries. Thank you, people. Thanks for your feedback. Yes. Oh, and brave enough or, you know, to be able to say not brave is probably the wrong word, but courageous enough to use a Karina Moore word to kind of go, hang on a minute, mate. Uh, and I think it's important. Better people, again, half back, better people, better business. They are willing to do those things, the less comfortable things. But and they are the leader is willing to slow down to give the right type of pace for people to keep up. And, the, yes. and I'm not saying go to the, low, the old adage, go to work to the lowest common denominator. Mm. If your lowest common denominator isn't right, then that's another conversation. You probably need to yeah. fix that. But you yeah. need to work back to a pace that's useful for the team. Yeah. Um, and to, to build on your point about language so, and, and picking on that, you know, lowest common denominator, to, to as soon as we think lowest common denominator, there's a whole heap of assumptions and judgments that come with mm. it. Yeah. And um, I think one of the, one of the challenges and, and opportunities is that when we recognise that I'm not going to judge you because you're on a different side of the mountain, it's just mm -hmm. the way it is. And yes. we accept that rather than what then get all hit up with why aren't you on my side of the mountain? Because mine's uh, the right side, yours is. Because mine is the right side and it's obviously where we are, although it's not obviously where we are. Yeah. Um, it, it enables you to have that kind of conversation. It does. It's powerful. And I think um, I'm mindful of time and we can talk yeah. a long time and have been known we to. We can talk a long time um, and we have. <laughs> and and I, I think the, the, the tie in there that I think is really powerful for people who are leading teams or are being led in teams, because usually that's, that's both um, in some level a leading self, there's this piece around, you know, some of the stuff Kate's talked to today is around, uh, you know, Ask, at the heart of what I keep hearing is curiosity mm. <laughs> and questions, you know, yeah. um, and doing that lots. And I think that sits beside that is for leaders and for self is to also have a level of vulnerability inside that space. Just 
just allow a little bit of room for people to bump around in there, maybe the dodging yeah. cars. And it's okay. You know, the dodging cars have bumpers on. That's why they have yeah. one. Um, because they are and can bump into each other. Um, because yeah. it's we're all learning this thing called life. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Early thinking is one way that we can help accelerate the learning to get yes. better outcomes. Um, yeah. And I think it's really powerful. Yeah. And uh, just um, with the the other thing in terms of the disruption that that I'm very passionate about is. You can, you can see disruption as being a bad thing and and that doesn't, I'm not understating as I was talking about with my house, you know. <laughs> disruption is disruptive. Mm. However, it's also in disruption that opportunity comes and yeah. my goal in, in sharing the curly thinking approach and the way of, of doing things is that is to get people far enough beyond that disruptive feeling to see the opportunity that is there because it is there. You just need to get far enough mm. and not revert back or hold on to what was. Mm. Um, but, yeah. And the, the other thing that your listeners to the podcast might um, find useful is that there's an audio um, series that's out that I've just done. It's called Get Unstuck. And cool. uh, if they want to go and check that out, it's 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 available um, to understand. It talks about it talks about how you can go through and work through a disruption. So if you're wanting mm. the practical application of curly thinking, um, they can go and check that out as well. That's gold, and we will put um, here. I am pointing again, and people are listening. We will put that in the show notes underneath this. Um, so, so as we end, I uh, always ask people a couple of last things. The, the last question, which I hadn't prepped you for again. <laughs> this is where I go, oh, I hope I can answer it really quickly. I'm sure you can. <laughs> so, yeah, the question is quite simply, if, for all these people, you know, about to turn off and go on with life or do whatever, what's the one thing you'd love to leave them with that, that they can do, think, hear, that will help them in their day from your perspective and your wisdom? One thing. One thing. Sorry, I'm going to cut your lips back on this one. <laughs> you, you should just see the, the avalanche of stuff that is just headed towards the door. Uh, I mean, you, I would say to trust yourself, mm. to trust that you will find a way and um, that asking questions with an intention. So before you, you do anything, ask, what question do I need to answer right now? Mm. And by asking that, what you do is you take your brain off action mode and switch it into that focused mode that I talked about before. What question do I need to answer? And just doing that, it doesn't matter if you don't have to come up with the right question that you're answering, but just by the fact that you do it, it will help you to go, oh, okay, what now? Mm -hmm. um, yeah, that's, Good. Useful. that's off the top of my head. Thank you. And I was just going to cheekily say you did slip two in there, but that was, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I knew 
as soon as I said it, that was never going to just be you wrong. You've got no idea how, how much <laughs> I'm holding back. <laughs> and uh, so for people who want to um, hear you, get to know you, um, one of the things you talked about was this new audio series that you bring out that's available for people to access yes. or put that in. Yes. Where else can they go to find out more about Kate Christensen? They can go to www.katechristiansen.com.au. Um, find me on LinkedIn. Um, yep. All the all the usual posies. But Social yeah, media go to, things. Go to the website. And always open for conversation and always open to uh, yeah. continue this one. Um, thank you, Kate. Your wisdom very and your conversation was fun. And, uh, yeah, I think there's a bunch of stuff that people can walk away with and, Again, my comment would be, you know, going to that one thing, and if you just think about the world in a, in a way, a curly thinking way, um, and about how to think a little differently, and if that sounds challenging, please jump on the audio stuff that Kate's put out there. It will help a lot. Um, it's there. Use it. Uh, and if you want to know more, reach out and have the conversation. I'm sure she'd love to take you on a journey of understanding how you could be better. So. Um, Thank you for being on the podcast on Better People, Better Business. Um, Kate Christensen, thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Andrew. It's been fun. It has. And all the folk out there listening, really appreciate your time. I hope this has added value. I hope you have a cracking week. And uh, just remember the old adage that I often talk about and uh, sometimes forwards, sometimes backwards, but always onwards. And I hope this has helped you with your onwards piece. Have a great day. Bye.